I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art Podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. The topic today started with, well, let's just call it an ugly holiday sweater. You know, the type one wears to the annual office party you feel obligated to attend. It's just one of them things. The ugly sweater is the commissions and freelance work of the self-employed creative. At least that's the way I see it. But before we get into it, allow me to introduce a man who made the Grinch green with envy. He wouldn't be caught dead at an office party with an ugly sweater. The only person alive to witness jolly old St. Nick getting stuck in a chimney because his fat ass wouldn't fit. And the main reason I decided to wake up before noon today. My Sunday drinking buddy, Mr. Paul Ramey. I don't know how to follow that. That was a lot, wasn't it? That was, but uh, you are wrong, though. I would be caught dead in an ugly sweater. I've actually been looking on the internet for one for... uh, for a Christmas party at my cousin's. I figured. I figured you would. I figured you would. Do you? So you, you are looking. I, I'm, I was one of my questions. Do you have an ugly sweater? Well, I had a Halloween one I wore to work one year that I found in the dumpster. It was a, like a Halloween button-up sweater, and it was great, and I wore it to the Christmas ugly sweater thing, but I can't find it. So. Oh, no. Yeah, right. What did, what did it... Uh... It had pumpkins and stuff on it. Pumpkins? For, for Christmas? No, I just said it was a <laughs> Halloween one. But I, 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 listen, I, was, I was pouring I the drink. I know. Because that's what I'm doing. You can't listen to me prattle on? I, I was... Well, that's got it, a good color, don't it? It does. It does. This is rough for me. I haven't had much sleep. Me either. You mentioned you woke up before noon, so I set my alarm uh, <laughs> for 1030 Yeah, for Wednesday. I woke up at noon. We I haven't can, slept this late in a long Wednesday. time. We can do these on Wednesday. The, the, our employer may have a fit. Yeah, well... I mean, with me, because you don't ever have enough to really matter, but if I go to work after this, I'm in trouble. Anyway, let's talk about the drink. On this episode, it's we red. are drinking a beer from Ithaca Beer Company called Fugly Sweater. Where's Ithaca? Ithaca's in New York, uh, Finger Lakes region area, kind of. It's a dark lager brewed with ginger, oh. cloves, nutmeg, and cinnamon. Oh. Uh, they're an independent brewery, so I would like to support that type of a brewery. They make good beer. This, they come in 16-ounce pike cans, and of course, I'll uh, I'll share some pictures on the on the blog post and... I'd say this episode will probably have one showing it. Looking for the uh, alcohol by volume, and I can't seem to find it because of all the ugliness on the sweater on the label. Um, don't know. Don't know. If anybody knows, I'd say it's probably around 4 to 6%. That's a, that's a good guess. I don't know. Got it a nice really color. Good. I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Give it a taste. See what you think as we get started on this show. All right. All right. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Well, it's a good spot to put the music, you know, just to get us going again. So, do, 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 you, don't do. Listen, you don't listen to the show. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, I'm in it. What the fuck am I going to listen to this? I, I do this all the time. I listen to the show just about every time I turn around. Well, I actually you know. have shit to do, so. Yeah, I don't. I do listen occasionally. I got a long drive. It'd be different if I. Let's get on this. In the words of the great Ned Stark from Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Yeah, Christmas is coming. As a creative. What new piece of gear or thing would you think is a great gift for you this year? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I think so. That's why I asked it. He's <laughs> 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 just over. You really like ugly sweater? Is it good? I didn't think you'd like it. No, nah, I don't love it, but it's it's there's flavors in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, it just it still tastes like beer, which it's is the disgusting. But it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's good when it warms up. Uh, too. I'm kind of I've got a, a couple of uh, these Billy Sheehan uh, distortion pedals. Game pedals, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a new one out, and I'm kind of considering 
getting an, yeah another one. Oh, nice. Be a good one. And then I'm also looking at some, uh, um, I've been using the same Line 6 UX2 as my interface to record mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to have a newer, updated version. But, I mean, this one works, but it's starting to get a little bit finicky. So that'd be a good gift. Anybody wants to send me one? There you go. If you're listening. And any kind of five-string bass, I'll take. I mean, whether I want it or not. (laughs) Been looking at some new ones. I got a new 12-string that's been ordered for like eight months. Yeah, still haven't got it? No, but I'm told it it might actually come here this week or next. So that's kind of cool. Probably stuck on one of them cargo ships out in the ocean. Wow. Yeah. Not like the same... Like not like the mess I went through ten months on that Spectre that yeah. I got, and then it was the biggest piece of crap I'd ever had, and I had yeah. to send it back. So. What episode did we talk about that? I don't know. Probably a couple of them. <coughs> this is episode seventy six, by the way. Wow, Can you 76? believe we, no. we've almost been doing this three years? No, people listen to this. Yeah. Wow. Couple. Um, I love it. In fact, we only have this episode and one more episode for the year. We're done. So again, we've we've moved the dates. Yeah. We well no that for the year. Oh. Uh, we moved the dates, obviously, over second and fourth Monday of every month. So this should be airing on December 6th, hence the Christmas theme. Or not 6th. The fuck? Do I have my days wrong? Yeah. 13th. Yeah, it can't be the can't be the second Monday all, if it's got, the 6th. We got a week coming up here in about a month, too. This so. kind of screws up all my notes. Yeah. Because I was like, on this day in history. So, fuck me. Well, they don't know when we're yeah, doing it yeah. and when it airs. Yeah, but yeah. around this day in history, let's yeah, let's yeah. start a new segment a around new this thing. around this day in history. <laughs> I like that a lot. This, better. this episode, I got to mention this before All we right. get too far into this. This episode was so hard for me to do. I've got, like you know, I schedule every minute of every day, and I I just you know kind of get off track, and then my schedule falls apart. Next thing you know, I'm trying to cram forty hours of scheduled right. work into twenty minutes. As each day went, I was constantly moving the plan the show. <laughs> segment of my week right mm-hmm. so I, I typically take about two to three hours to plan a show i look at things and i look at how i want to put it together what kind of question am i boring you <laughs> big old fucking yawn right we're only like five minutes into it and you're just oh god he's he's rambling already i don't Here get that goes. listen i don't yawn when i'm bored i yawn just when it happens it's not like it's a voluntary thing if I'm bored, then you'll notice because I've, I'm done this. Yeah. I look, looking down my eyes closed, just waiting to die. So I'm not there yet. You were close. I'm sorry that I yawned. This is hard for me. It really is. This, this, this was, so I kept putting it off. Of course, you know, the, the Thanksgiving uh, festivities took place and, you know, things just kept getting out of hand. What if somebody else don't celebrate that? They know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. Most of our listeners are from other, well, a lot of our listeners are from other countries. So they're, you know, probably like, what's he talking about? Well, we get the Thursday off typically in, in the United mm-hmm. States to meet it's the with last Thursday and, in November and it's for, to give thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and eat turkey yeah. and then go fight people at the store. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. So, and then Friday is the, the, you know, we get the day off from our regular job, but some people don't. But, you know, I look at this as, oh, look, I got more time to paint. Yeah. I got more time to draw. Did you paint anything? No. <laughs> and I've got commissions. Do something fierce, which is a lot of the reasons why I'm talking about this in this episode. But as luck would have it, I kept putting it off. And we do these shows every two weeks, so I've got time, right? All I got to do is edit the old one, do my thing, get out there, and I'll make this quick because I know you're looking at me like, get on with the story. Oh, yeah, we're past that. Yeah, I know. Uh, and and everybody knows this when they're listening. They're like, oh, he's on a ramble. Here he goes. Rambling but I digress. <laughs> Lo and behold, here I were, here I was 
Saturday night playing with all my toys in here in the studio, just mm-hmm. setting up my gear, playing with my my new cages on my new camera, and um, the, the old camera obviously has a cage. That's why I said cages. <laughs> and I started putting all the gear together and playing with this, doing this, trying this setting, trying that setting. So then I decided to get into S Log Two and. You know, as as things oh, yeah. really kind of progress into Never Never Land for me, I realized it was 4 a.m. and I still hadn't planned our show for today. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I put some stuff together. And the original notes were, just talk to Paul about something. <laughs> <laughs> at this point in the show, this is when you want to look at Paul and go, what do you think? And then I just kept going on and on and on about little things like that. And I just realized I was too tired to be doing this. Mm-hmm. I'd already taken pictures of the beer for the show. And I, I think I sent you one uh, in Messenger yep. so you could see it. And I had a couple of them. They're not real strong, but, you know, I had a couple of them. Time just kept going by. And I was like, I, I got to get this done. And lo and behold, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to bed. I, I can't do this. This feels like work. And there's a point to this. Really, there is. And I kept thinking, is it is it time to be done with the podcast? Is it time to... Let go and say, you know, this is just too much. Wow, you're ready to throw in the towel. Huh? Yeah, I, it was, I was tired. Night. Yeah, had some pepperoni and some cheese. Didn't have any pizza. But, you know, I knew better than that. I knew it was like, ah, oh, you'll be fine after the show. You'll be, you'll love your Sunday after, you know, because I always love after, after the show's over, I, I finish up the drinks and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> woo! Yeah, woo! Sometimes I mow the grass and all these other things. But, but do you do- Finish your thought because I got. I want to interject something here. Go ahead and interject because this is a good time to well, interject. Do you think that? Uh, I mean, we've done seventy. How many of these? I'm not good at numbers. Seventy six. This is number seventy six. Seven. So we well, we did seventy seven because we lost that yeah, one. Well, <laughs> we we being you lost it because right. I'm not in charge of that. I was tired. <laughs> Delete. Yeah. But no, we've done seventy plus of these episodes. You know. Talking about how uh, using your time wisely and and how really regimented you are and it and you know how all your time is accounted for don't seem like that's working out real well for you. Uh, it, it doesn't because life gets in the way. Yeah, that's, fine. You know, that's why. I, that's you gotta be more like me. And we do this all the time. We talk about this. Just be know. more like me. Am I boring you? No, you're not. Because now me. you're taking pictures, and I'm that's trying to say something. What I like to do. I like to keep talking, man. Keep on talking. No, what is the what's What's going on here? Why is all this rigid time planning and all this, all this, you know, I'm doing the karate chop move. I don't uh-huh. know if you can hear it on here, but yeah. why is this not, <laughs> why is this not working out for you? Maybe you need to relax a little bit and just I do. say fuck it. I do. That's more. why I gave up Friday. I was like, I just, you know, Friday after Thanksgiving, that's why I, was, I just sat there and said, you know, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I just need to sit down and, you know, not do anything. I'm out of cigars. That's a terrible oh, thing. Oh my god! Well, you know, I got no way to just go out and relax. It's getting cold. I fucking you don't hate have a the cigar cold. to relax. No, there's other things to relax. Just go out there and. I like a rusty nail and a cigar. I just enjoy it. Right. Well, you don't have that. Eat a twig. Put a piece of. Never, hand in your never mouth. tried that. You know. I don't know. Anyway. Incense. Anyway, it just things felt like work, and I think what it is is I'm getting backed up with all the orders, the commissions. So you got you got real money work going on. Oh there. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I can't get them done. Why? You know? Well, because you're fucking off. Right. I want to do <laughs> I want to do things that are fun for me versus feeling like I have a job. Right? Right. And and we're gonna get more into this in a second. But it was just it's just one of the things where I just I, you know, couldn't put this show together. And I'm I know I'm complaining a little bit because it is what it is. 
I, I, I got up and I started to start my day and I got my coffee and I was exhausted. Right. I uh, finally hit the, hit the sack around, I don't know, seven thirty maybe. Made In the sure. morning? Yeah. Yeah. I did the old, I don't want to say it out loud cause she'll, she'll wake up if I say, Hey Siri, good. It didn't go off. But I, I yelled across. I left the phone in the studio, so I'm yelling from the other room, saying, "Set my alarm for noon," because I didn't want to get up and get the phone. Well, how are you just going to hear the alarm go off at noon? Because it's loud. Huh. You know, it's a, it's a it's a tune. You're really good. you're an interesting guy, Mike. Yeah. You know? So it went off at noon. I had had a a couple couple hours of sleep and getting ready this morning. I started drinking my coffee, and it just hit me. So I picked up my phone. And luckily, I keep my notes in a in a cloud so that I can access them from anywhere. And I just started coming up with these particular things that we want to talk about today, which seems very random, I know. Yeah. But I did the whole show in the shower. <laughs> I was just as I'm washing my hair, getting all ready and everything, I'm thinking, you know, we'll talk about this, we'll do this, we'll talk about that, you know. And it just all came together at the last minute. And I think that's how a lot of things for creatives work. We've went through this you know? a million times. And I know. You get real stressed about trying to plan all these notes and what we're, what's going to happen. And then you end up saying something that makes me think of something else. And then yeah. it hijacks the whole, right. the whole right. plan. So, I Which mean, is like an ugly sweater. It just hijacks the whole company event. Yeah, I'd like to have one. Really? Yeah, I'm I was going to make fun of people on this show for that. No, it's cool. It's it's yeah. become. A, I like how. I mean, it's art, man. It's cool. The ugly sweater is art. The ugly sweater is not art. Oh, it is. It is not. Somebody's created this. It's somebody's design. There's somebody's grandma put together something and said, "Here, wear this, honey." Originally, <laughs> originally, but now it's become it's become a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. and they have yeah, ugly guess, sweater parties and this and that. They got Darth Vader on them or. They got two deers fucking. That's one of the ones I've seen on Amazon. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I don't ho, know if ho, I, ho. I don't know if I can get it. In this, so I got to find one locally yeah. for this party in a couple weeks. That's cool. I take this too. But Have you ever gotten one as a gift? Uh, da, 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 I got a... I mean... It's not Christmassy. Let me say it this way. Did you ever get an ugly sweater as a gift, but it wasn't intended to be an ugly yes. sweater? Yes. There's about two of them. I think when I was younger, uh, there was one that, that looked Christmassy. looked kind of like the one on this can, actually. And I can't remember who gave it to me. I don't know if it was my grandma or my mom, probably. But and you, um, you had to wear it. I'm sure I did. I didn't yeah. probably realize how ugly it was at the time. Yeah. So I was younger. Yeah. And then I got... Uh, well, let's face it. At our age, at our age, everything we wore was ugly at one time. Oh, yeah. Cardigans and... Um, yeah. Uh, Garanimals. Remember Garanimals? Yeah, I, that was too high class. That was that was just track shoes. Yeah, that's what I always had. Everybody yeah, always had Nike track shoes. That's the corduroys, and it makes corduroys, that you can't you can't v, sneak up on anyone. V, yeah. v, nice. What is the worst or best creative gift you've ever received or given to someone else? Wow, that's uh, probably the best gift I have ever given someone else. Um, I got my mom a cutting board uh, a couple years back. Oh yeah, I think that was for Christmas. It might have been Mother's Day. Shoot. Uh, gifts of gifts. I don't, I don't really, you know. Yeah, but uh, it was, uh, there's a place in town, um, Buckeye Engraving. I just noticed that they moved to um, Water Street, which is weird because they used to be out on South Paint. Yeah. Somebody that used to lo- work at the local truck factory had something to do with it. I, oh, and really? I, I ended up in there and uh, I actually gave them a guitar to engrave, just mm-hmm. gave it to them just so they could experiment with it. I don't know if they ever did or not because their hours were such that I could never go back in. But anyway. Before you get too far, do they do it like uh, we had that, our, our guest, um, 
Oh, her name just slipped my mind for a second. I had it right in my head, and it went away. Jackie uh, the, Lewis? Yeah, the biographer. Yeah, biographer. No, they do it. It's a laser. How many uh, How many drinks have you had today? A, a couple. But no, they don't burn it in. They got a laser, big laser oh, machine okay. that they're doing it. But but here's what's cool. This this is what makes the, the, um, the gift so cool. Yeah. Is I got some recipes from my mother mm-hmm. that was handwritten recipes by her mother. Right. And I found a real good one, and I had that laser engraved into the cutting board. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is really oh, nice. Oh, yeah, she cried. I mean, it was just... That's, that's it, the best. Yeah. Very cool. She was real cool. ups, She was real anal about giving me the recipes and stuff, too, because it was her mother's handwriting. And she's... I think we're... I'm kind of a... I'm a nostalgic kind of guy, and yeah. I'm sentimental, and I keep a lot yeah. of things I shouldn't. I'm getting a little better at, like, prioritizing. But I mean, I keep a lot of things. Hmm. Um, I mean, I got... I got graded papers from my daughter's kindergarten. It's just like <laughs> now where she just put an X on things. And <laughs> right. I, I've went through yeah. and threw a lot of that out. Just yeah. there's so, yeah, if it's, it's a drawing it's or hard something. to do though. You yeah. Know? But anyway, um, but it was really cool because it's her actual handwriting and it's on that. That's, um, I think that's probably the best gift I ever gave. That's really good. It makes my gift sound really terrible because it was uh, early in, in my years. The, the kids were little and we had a picture of them together and we decided we wanted to put them my wife came up with a grand idea that i would do three of them in graphite i would redraw the the the, the photo and frame it do the whole nine yards you know and do all this and that was the the moment i realized i can't do the same art twice you know wow and i was like this these look like shit these are my kids and they don't look good what what's wrong with me you know i thought they were the worst gift ever right and, and to this to this day uh, my grandparents and my my parents have passed away, and I have both copies of the ones that they had, and I I just they're put away. <laughs> I don't want to look at them or anything. And this was years ago, right. you know, thirty almost almost thirty years ago. I've I've evolved as an artist. Obviously, we all do. But at the same time, they loved them. They thought they were great. They just you know whatever. Of course, yeah, I the beholder, bud. You know, hmm? I the beholder. I, yeah, that's true. But uh, I just. You know, that still haunts me to this day, you know, because talking about commissions here for a second, because this is where I really want to go with the show. I don't know if I should say it out loud, but I've had a couple of commissions in the past where people wanted me to do copies of the same thing because they didn't want one sibling to not have what the other one did. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like, you need to do this twice. Why can't you just make a print? But I'm haunted. Well, prints are a little expensive. And then there's that whole... Well, he's got the original and I got the print. You know, it's well, how just, they know which is which. Well, they because you have to be honest. It's ethics, you know. Well, uh, I mean, they don't know. I know, I know. But just say here they are. <clears throat> I, I know. This is what they want. I, I got nothing on that. But <laughs> it's it's one of the things that really get into my head, and that's where I thought today, where I think of commissions and freelance work as the ugly sweater of the art world. You know. You got to put it on. You got to do it, right? You got to do these things that you don't always want to do basically to make ends meet and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I personally don't want to do it. I hate it. Oh, I know. I hate commissions. I hate freelance work. I, I feel like it's, you're still working for a boss. You hate wedding photography. You hate all that. Yeah. I hate client work. Anything that somebody comes to me and says, I need you to do this, but all my creative, because the, the, the higher the value, the less creative. I feel like the less creative you can be because you're kind of pigeonholed into what they want versus what you want to do. 
Now, I know there's there's the occasion where you get the one client who comes in and says, I want you to do a painting of my house, and you do it the way you want to do it. That almost never happens, right? Yeah, but I I, don't know. I think you can look at it a different way. I think I you, can't. No, I think you can <laughs> if you will. If you would, I'm going to argue with you well, on this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like it's like being in a in a wedding sing, a wedding um a wedding band or a, a a cover band. Same thing. Not something that I'm skilled. My skill set goes for. But I've done studio sessions where where I've played on other people's stuff, right. a handful of things, and. I don't like that for the same reasons. I want to be creative and I want to do my own thing. And, yeah. and that is not my wheelhouse. But I will say I, I'm able to, if it's, if it's somebody that I respect or if it's somebody I want to do or, or if it's even if it's just for the money, I just look at it like, all right, this is a cool challenge. This is how am I going to, how am I going to give this person what they want and still find a, a, a little space spot or a little hint of myself to put in that man that's mm-hmm. awesome that's cool that's fun that's that's something that that's uh what's the word um exercising a muscle mm-hmm. that you don't get to do when you're just doing whatever you want there's something to be said for doing art and having some limits and some parameters on yourself like like we we talked about this a few weeks ago i think on one where it's like if you just got three collars and you're told to make this you're going to make something totally different than if you had your whole palette mm-hmm. and you're used to doing that. If I'm going to make a whole record with just a six string guitar and a two string bass, it's not going to be what I wanted to do, but it might, it, it, the, what is it? Necessity is the mother of invention. That's how you push yourself. Yeah. I, and I if, get if that. you can't look at commissions like that, then you should just not do them ever. You should just stop doing them. Yeah. But when it comes down to money though, if you, if you interject your own creativity at a moment that you feel is great, and the commissioner says, I, I didn't pay for that. I didn't want that. Well, but it depends. And it happens. But, but they give you, you know, and they know going in, this is what they want to, to an extent. Because the, the, the general buyer is not an artist. They don't know what they want. They don't, the, the listener don't know what they want. And this is why I'm saying I would rather paint something that goes in a gallery or my studio display and say, these are for sale. If you want this, buy this. But if you come to me and say, I want a picture of my dog, and I paint your dog, and it's in my style, right? The same kind of work that I normally do. Right. And I'm, I'm creative with it, and they kind of have an idea of what I'm going to produce. Right. At least I hope they have an idea. I mean, that's why they're coming you know, to you. They exactly, want that. Exactly. But you'd be amazed at how many commissioners just don't get it. They want something else because they think you've learned a skill and they want you to paint it the way they want it done. If you consider yourself a total free independent artist and yeah. you're nobody's bitch and you don't care what anybody thinks, great. Don't sell your work. Don't show your work. Just make it. Yeah. Because that's it. But well, if you, you can sell it and make it. I mean, you don't have to not sell it just because you're doing your own thing. And that's the beauty of it. Did Jackson Pollock ever do a commission? Hey, I want, I want you to I paint my house, either. but I want it to look like you spilled paint all over the canvas. Andy Warhol did, didn't he? Didn't he do commissions? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just saying. I don't follow these guys. And I know either don't do it. You but, don't have to do it. That's why I don't do cover band stuff. But why would you trade one job for another? Why, this is my point. This I want to argue with you but, on this. Because, I can't. But I, I'm saying, why can't you look at that as the challenge and how I can push myself as an artist? I can challenge myself by taking a color out. I don't think you can because you've just shown you can't even keep to a regular schedule. <laughs> a schedule in my painting process is not the same. When is the last this, time? This, the, the, I got to get this out. Get it out. 
commissions and freelance work is my procrastination and my inability to move forward as an artist. Because when I'm doing somebody else's project, it slows me down on the projects that I want to do. And in turn, I become constipated as an artist. Then why are you doing it? Do you really need the money? No. Then why are you doing it? I don't know. It's like I can't tell, I can't tell people no. Oh, see, I, I try. I said, no, I can't do it. I, I ain't got time. There's no way. I can't get Only do for things it. you're excited about. If it's there's nothing wrong with doing commission, but if, one thing leads to another. Next thing you know, oh, I need that new lens for the camera. Else, so yeah, I'll do the job. See, everybody else out there ain't like maybe not like us, and this can be their. They have to do freelance and commission work to stay afloat. And yeah. the thing is, but I'd rather have a job for that though. I, well, I mean, if I'm going to work for somebody right. else, I'm going to work for somebody else. I would too. Give but, me all the benefits that go with it. But you're not everybody else. Someone else is. It looks at like, well, if I'm going to work for someone else, I might as well make art while I'm doing it. And they can nah, be. That's a good point. And they can be I'll excited about, and that's how you. The, in my opinion, that's how this person stays excited. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This person's asked me to play this, this, and this. I am not in any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they want me to do it on a certain way, and they want me to do it like this. It's like, how am I going to get? What's this going to teach me? How is this going to help me in my art tomorrow? And if you can't find that, then then it's it's um it's um it's um, artistically, emotionally void. And, yeah. and I think that's how you get excited about it. You say, okay, I'm going to, if I'm going to go, somebody talks me into doing a country gig and I got to learn some Garth Brooks songs. Jesus kill me now. But <laughs> let's say, let's say I do that and I want to do it. It's, it's an interesting show or it's uh you know, for something. Yeah. Like, hey, that's cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, how is this going to help me grow as an artist? I'm, that's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at how I'm going to be able to use what I'm learning doing something I don't like to do, I didn't plan to do, but it's going to benefit me in some other way. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing X, Y, so I can get to Z. How am I going to get excited about that? And how is this going to help me grow as a bassist or as an artist or as a producer? And it's the same way with art. If somebody wants you to draw a goddamn picture of their cat and they want you to do it in watercolor and you think this is the dumbest thing ever and then they want you to take a picture of it, it's like, okay, what can I do to get myself excited about this? And what can I learn from this process that's going to help me do my next piece of art that I'm really excited about? If you can't do that at all, then you should not be doing commissions at all. If you don't need, if it's not, if you don't need the money, you shouldn't be doing them. Yeah, I know. If it's I not, know. if it's not pushing you forward, it's holding you back. Yeah. There's the wind only blows in one direction at a time. If that's pretty good. I just come up with that. That but is that, good. It's retweetable. Retweet that if you. <laughs> But it does. It's a, it's either everything you do is either is either pushing you towards your goal or holding you back. Yeah. So, so what are you what are you doing? Yeah. So I, I need to learn to say no when somebody calls. Is that how you do it? I mean, really? If you can't if you can't find a spark of excitement in it, then yeah. If, I mean, I even raise prices on commissions. Like if you buy one of my originals that I paint for the galleries, fuck, and all I that need kind to get a stuff. frame. I keep forgetting my brain's not working. Yeah, I need a frame for a Morton Joe. You do, you do. We keep talking about that. We say it a lot. You're not the only one. That's hard to come by right now. Is frames I, every time I order. And that's the other thing about commissions. It's like you got to work out the the details. Like, what do you want this to look like in your home? What do you want this to do? You know, and it just it adds so much. You ever much. go to their house? Yeah, or look at pictures of their house. And think yeah, a lot, what, yeah, what? yeah. A lot of time, and when I deliver, there's a lot of that kind of stuff too. But and that's the thing. And I guess my my uh, takeaway from this for everybody listening. If you're going to do freelance work and commission work, charge more. 
because you're going to have more time. You got to deal with the client. You got to talk to them. You got to find out what they want. You know, that's worth money. It really right. is. And that's something a lot of us forget to charge for as well is the prep work and the time that goes into it. We think, all right, I'm going to have X amount in this frame. I'm going to have X amount in this canvas. Yep. I'm going to have X amount um, in, in materials. Right. And then I'm going to have X amount my hours and at how, the easel. And how much constipation are you going to get as an artist because you know you've got commission work right. to do rather than doing your own work. Right. So you, it's taking away from the work you want to do in order to do stuff that I'm might pay the that. electric bill. And that's, that's, my, that's my shtick on this, is that, is it worth it? Do you really want to put on the flug, fugly sweater, or do you just want to do your own thing and say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't want a boss. I want to work, and I want to make my stuff. Now, I know it's easier said than done. I get that. But I think in today's world, it's easier than ever to do your own thing and not have to work for other people. You know, YouTube. But exactly, you can you can you can wear the ugly sweater and still be doing your own thing. Like I said, I wore the damn Halloween ugly sweater to the Christmas party one year. Um, I'm looking for well. Let's be some honest; wildness. it's not really the ugly sweater that I'm talking about. No, but <laughs> but metaphorically, it's the same thing. You can yeah. you can find a way to be yourself and still do these commissions. There are ways to do that to do it, to give the client exactly what they want, and you still get something out of it. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. There's a way to do that. Yeah. And if you charge a lot of fucking money, that's the way to do it. If I've got to put on that sweater, you're going to pay me for it. True. <laughs> but I mean, you can a use a lot of money. Cause let's think about that again for just in, in the metaphor, the company party is unpaid time, right? It's, it's your time. You might take your family. Yeah. They're probably feeding you, giving you booze. Yeah, you, you might get to make things. out with the secretary from, Oh, don't say know. that's like, that's harassment. No. Yeah. Has Hans Gruber fell off the fucking building yet? That's no. what I want to know. Uh, no, that's a great movie. It is a great movie. It is a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon 2 is also a good Christmas movie. It is a very good Christmas movie. Yeah. You know who? what else is a good Christmas movie? Dracula. No, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's terrible. I love that. You know who the hero of that movie is? Cousin Eddie. Yes. You know why? Because he does his own thing. No. He realizes corporate environment is just jacked up. <laughs> he didn't. His... his his cousin it's taking a turn. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't get um, Clark didn't get his bonus that he was looking forward to, and the, and the whole family's just waiting. You know, and the little little old woman there is just clueless on everything. I love that they're drinking the eggnog. Cousin Eddie gets this bolt of inspiration, takes off and hijacks the boss for not giving the bonus. I love that corporate. Piracy. That's that's the way we ought to live life. You know, when you get pissed off, you go to the office, you go to the guy's house that owns the the company and say, "Look, fucker." All right, you're you working know. out some personal issues <laughs> right now. I yeah, see where this yeah. is going. Yeah, I need to go to the left coast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have reached a segment of the show I like have to we? refer to as "Last Call." We have Paul Rapid Fire. And give everyone listening enough time to finish that drink or grab another one. And it may be rapid fire. It may not be rapid fire. But I got some things I want to bring up. We need to kind of turn the tables a little bit. In the news. Now, I've read some articles. Uh, There was one on Forbes about it. There was a couple other articles. I don't want to get into the Hmm. details. I I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Yes, when I was reading Forbes. It it must be. (laughs) Online. I'm I'm not going to pay for anything. YouTube, apparently, allegedly. YouTube removed the dislike count on videos, so it's private. 
So, I mean, you, the creator can go in and see the number of dislikes on one of their videos, but the general public only sees the dislike button. They don't see the count. I don't notice that because I, I haven't the, noticed it either. I watched a video that was posted to me playing in my old band and I had like 200 likes and mm-hmm. I have one dislike and mm-hmm. I seen it and I was like, well, gee, somebody don't like it. Somebody, <laughs> somebody likes country. So what about? I went out, I, I did some experimenting with this this morning before you got here and I wanted to do the same thing. I looked at old videos, nothing's changed. So I thought, well, maybe it's only videos in the last couple of days. No, they all have dislike counts too. So I'm really perplexed on how an article could be written or multiple articles could be written and even a video created by the folks at YouTube that said they're getting rid of it. They're getting, now, they haven't gotten rid of it. Maybe. Well, that's what I'm guessing. Maybe, maybe they're the Or maybe it's the Mandela date. effect. Bernstein bears. Huh? The Mandela effect. The <laughs> Bernstein bears. I, 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 Bernstein or Bernstein? Bernstein. Bernstein. Did you ever that? The no. Mandela effect. No, I haven't. You know what the Mandela effect is? No. All right. Well, we can't get into this. Right yeah, we now. can't even talk about it. It's a phenomenon where everybody believes something that they take to be true. Like people think that Nelson Mandela died died in prison in Africa, and it, he didn't. He got out and did a lot of things. But yeah, the vast majority thinks he died in prison. People think Bernstein Bears is written one way, but it's written. Is the it other Bernstein way. or Bernstein? I, I can't remember. Avocado, avocado. Uh, the other one. <laughs> the other one is the um, is that movie with um, Sinbad where he plays a a uh, genie. Mm-hmm. And it didn't exist. This movie didn't exist, but the general public thinks it did. Shazam, I think it was called. Yeah. It was not a real movie, but everybody thinks it was. Really? It's that, the Mandela that effect. Biz- it's that's that, like bizarre. mass mass psychosis. Yeah. Well, there, there Look was. Look up Mandela effect when we're going. There on. was a video from YouTube, from the creators, the the people, the staff at YouTube created Because I watched it. I watched it today. Uh, did you? Yes. Yeah, you did, you I did. You woke up. You went to bed at seven. Well, you're probably did right. Did you dream this? But anyway, know. maybe it's just coming. Maybe. It's probably rolling out, but I, I don't know. What do you think about the idea of getting rid of dislikes? I mean, are we are we just are we catering to a society who just doesn't want to be felt like their work isn't good? Man, I can I can take either point on this, but I I think just shooting from the hip, I think that it is kind of nice if you go to a video and you see it's got X amount of likes and then X amount of dislikes. You're it sways your opinion. It sways to your it. opinion. It's yeah. like okay, well, all these people think this sucks and. Everyone else thinks it sucks, and I might must think it sucks well, too. My opinion of this is, if you're going to get rid of the dislike button, get rid of the like button. Yeah, because it goes both ways. True, but if you don't if you don't like something, you don't have to you don't have to hit like. So not liking it is yeah implied a little bit. I think yeah. What's wrong with just giving somebody a? It's the old adage: if you ain't got something nice to say, then don't say anything. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I guess. I guess I if a thing's either. only got two likes. And it's got 40 million views, then you can probably imagine that people don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Early, early December, the next thing yes. on this day in history, but basically on the, on the beginning of December, December 6th, in fact, was December is, 6th, that's, that's what I was planning for, even though this episode comes out the 13th. You're just ahead of the game here. Um, St. Le- Saint Nicholas died. So Santa is dead. He's gone. There is no Christmas, kids. It's gone. Oh, Sorry. If you're listening to this show, just, you know, go on and do something else. Happy Yule. <laughs> Are all them else him and Mrs. Claus's kids? Or did he, like, hijack them? Is he, That's like, a, a question, child thief? Because she'd be like, wow. <laughs> That's a lot Well, of they're kids. elves, though, so imagine how little they are when they come out. That's, That's true. That's a good point. Anyway. Did you know that St. Nicholas was Greek? Mm. <laughs> he was. No, I don't believe that. He, he was a Christian saint and Greek bishop of Myra? Or is it Myra? 
I don't know. I don't, I'm not good with words from If it's from Greek, there. I think it's Mira. He was born March 15th, 270. Uh, in 270? Pa- pa- yeah. Wow. Yeah. Patera, Asia Minor. Um, died December 6th. He was age 73. Died in three the year four, 343. What's well, the wrong way? How'd he get younger? If he, he was born in 500. No, he was born in 270. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I heard it. You, I know. I'm not uh, he had a reputation for gift giving, such as putting coins in shoes and oh, all nice. that um, for people who It'd left those out for murder. him. So. <laughs> no, uh, I bet. No, it's it's like the stocking thing. You know, you leave a stocking out, you'll get stuff in it. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, he's dead. Sorry, I got nothing else on that other than the real. Well, thanks Saint for bringing us down. Yeah, the real Saint Nicholas is dead. So that's a. Uh, it's a little piece of, uh, you know, some news for the people. What about Krampus? Krampus still lives. I know, Krampus. That's part of the Yule thing, though. That's the other part of Christmas. <laughs> Let's stop. I know. I can't, uh, go, I can't go there. Uh, December 6th, 1877. You know what happened? Yeah. It, it kind of led I to do, this show. actually. What? You were born. No, I wasn't born in 1877. That was about 100 years before I was born. Well, you're an old soul, Mike. I know. Thomas Edison recorded himself reciting Mary Had a Little Lamb. So it was the first recording ever. That's fantastic. And that led to Pantera. And here we, here we are. We're rec- I know, right? <laughs> here we are recording a show. We're doing all kinds of things. Just yeah. because Thomas Edison decided, Mary Had a Little Lamb, I'm going to record it. <laughs> that is pretty cool. It is cool. I mean, it really is. I'm going to take a drink now. Capturing audio. Yeah. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Recording not- or the beer? No, the goddamn beer. The beer is very good. It is very good. It's, I got I got a couple of them. I like that they come in 16-ounce cans. Yeah, because you can drink more. It's, it's more of an adult serving versus a child's pour like I keep giving you. Yeah. So. It wasn't terrible. It's not the worst beer you've given me. Really? I, I like Christmas-style ales and lagers. This is a lager. I shouldn't, I shouldn't call it Why has anything got to have... Why is it all got to be holiday? Why does pumpkins have to have pumpkin spice? I mean, why does Halloween got to have pumpkin spice? It's in just it? something we do. Why does Christmas trees got to have? It's fun. Why does Christmas beer have to have pine trees in it? Nutmeg. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about a famous artist because this is this is intriguing to me. We got we got a lot. Maplethorpe. We can really no no. Uh, John Singer Sargent is one of my one of my favorite painters. Uh, he made a controversial painting. Oh really? Yeah, called Madam X. Are you familiar? Not at all. You, not at all? Yeah. Shall I look this up? You can if you want. I've already got it pulled up if you want to see it. Uh, come over here and take a look at the computer. Uh, she was a, Ooh, yeah, She. it's a pretty good painting. There's a lot of negative space in the upper right-hand corner, and then she's just unassuming pose. And Why can't we see the whole picture at once? You got just whiz, whiz bang laptop. Well, we probably can, but it was painted in 1884, and she's got her right hand on a table, so... There's a, it's, yeah. it's just nice. It's a nice painting. Notice like you don't like her neckline. I like her neckline. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of people do in this particular painting, which is a modified version. And we'll get to that in a second. Both of the shoulder straps are on the shoulders. Oh, how scandalous. I know. When they come right, off. Right. She, and the fact that she's showing shoulders in 1884 uh, was kind of a big deal. Very lewd. But here's the, here's the kicker on this. A lot of folks don't realize or maybe don't know that Sargent did not get a commission to do this. Fucking A, <laughs> right? He, uh, he wanted to do it. So he got a hold of people and said, I want to paint her. That increased the scandal of the painting. Um, so wait a minute, hold on a second. You said what, there's, there's a version of it with straps on it? There's a version where one of the straps is 
Well, not not a version. It's the original painting that was that was in the salon that he shared. The original one, the very first one after he completed it. One of the straps on her shoulder was down over her arm, like the dress was about to come off. Makes sense. But that one has got no straps. This one has straps. Which yeah, yeah, they're tiny. They're hard to see. See a little gold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that. So how did he fix it? He went back and repainted it, fixed it. The whole thing, or yeah, just because the... he got so much crap from everybody. This is the thing. This was a really, this is a very controversial painting. So there's another version of this out there somewhere. There's no, not a... another version. He just painted over the. He re. He fixed it. He went back and repainted. It'd be like me taking the painting behind me and saying, you know what. Makers 46 decided they were going to make it 47, so I'm going to change the 6 to a 7 and be done with that's it. That's all you did, just change the 6. You didn't yeah. paint the whole thing. Yeah. Just and that's what he did. He just yeah. fixed her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, just painted over it, made it look like it wasn't really like that, and huh. put the strap back on. But um, she was a socialite, right? She was just a, she was famous for being famous. Who was it? She's like Kardashian. Uh, exactly. Uh, she was a American-born um I don't really know how to explain it. Socialite that was, uh, I think, born in Louisiana. What's her name? Uh, I'm really bad with, with don't French. don't say there in your computer? It does, but I'm, I'm just prefacing this with, I'm very bad at French. Uh, her last name was Gautreau, maybe? That's probably wrong. Uh, it probably is. Uh, she was married to a wealthy businessman named Pierre Gautreau, and uh, she was described as being a professional beauty. Huh. Right? I'll be damned. She would probably go to events and, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. be excited. Yeah, I would, say she, I would say she got married to Pierre because she was beautiful and popular you know one of those kind of things so just just like the kardashians today or paris hilton or somebody else painting? i'd like to have that uh it's currently at the metropolitan museum of art in new york city i don't think you're gonna be able to buy it i'd say it's in the millions if i had to take a stab could you, at it could you paint something like that of me in that post doing that? <laughs> sure be cool. it'd be a commission though i don't want to do that <laughs> it costs you a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring this up because uh, yeah, it's just fun. I guess I guess the quote is this is this is from Sergeant himself. I'm going to read the quote. I have a great desire to paint her portrait and have reason to think she would allow it, and is waiting for someone to propose this homage to her beauty. You might tell her that I'm a man of prodigious talent. Now, in the 1880s, late 1880s, that is that is basically saying I'm better than Pierre. Maybe. Let me paint you. So do you think, I mean, let's see how I can over this. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep this yeah, professional. But yeah. <laughs> Prodigious talent. So, I mean, this dude, kind of, he's painting this. He's painting her. Do you think that they. I uh, think he had the hots for it, yeah. Well, yeah. do you think he was able to consummate his uh, desire? Probably. But Madame Gautreau, let's, let's think about this for a second. He called it Madame X because he wanted to keep her identity private even though he painted her, right? I mean, it's like if she's really famous. Really? It'd be like me painting a Kardashian and saying nobody's going to know who that is. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, I, I get it if you're Picasso. Nobody's going to be able to see the resemblance. But if you're a sergeant, right? right? Um, I don't know. He did a lot of studies uh, in, in pencil, watercolor, and even oil in various sittings with her. So, mm. so they spent a lot of time together. They did spend a oh, lot of time together. Yeah, probably so. But anyway, he, put, he exhibited it in the salon in 1884. Uh, it was a big, it's a big painting. It's 82 by 43 and a quarter inches, mainly to make a very large statement of I painted her. Oh, yeah. Right. 
got a lot of criticism, a lot of controversy. People, you know, people talk, right? It's like, oh, he, he was alone with her and it wasn't a commission. Oh, yeah. You know, Pierre didn't pay for that, you know, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the so strap was, was there missing. any fallout from this? Is it her, her social standing that she it had hurt worst? him? Really? Yeah. Because this was, again, the salon. Uh, I mean, See, really, look at that. I mean, so, so just imagine if that happened in the, in the, uh, I, well, let me, let me rephrase it. It hurt him socially for the moment, but I think it really helped him kind of like, you know, bad publicity, any publicity. But it's funny know. because if, when sca- stuff like that, that was a little bit, you know, had the heiress of scandal, scandal, yeah. you know, in like the forties, fifties, sixties, then it, it fell on the woman because of this, the way we, we looked at, mm-hmm. at that at the time. And, it was like they never blamed the men for anything, yeah. and it's interesting to me that well, she was the famous socialite in Paris, right? But it, and it didn't hurt her, right? And you know, especially in that time, everybody wanted to tear down a famous person. Or you look at like the Marianne Faithful thing, and and some of the other stuff, and it's just interesting yeah. to me that it was him at that time, and he took the blame because he was the instigator of all of it. Yeah, and the blame would have been put. Where it should have been, yeah. if there was blame to, to go. Yeah. I, I just find that interesting. It is very interesting. That, how that changed. Well, I want to painting. Yeah, there's a couple of things about this I really like. Because originally when we started talking about this show, and we don't typically collaborate on any of the topics, uh, you knew I was having trouble coming up with a, an idea when I texted you and all that jazz. And, and you said maybe we come up with something because of winter, that it's limited in palette mm-hmm. and all that. And this is, a, for Sargent, this is a limited palette. There's not a lot there. No, there's a handful not. of colors, and it's you know. So there was that. It was a little bit outside of his wheelhouse in terms of what he normally p- produced. It was not a commission, which he was known to do portrait commissions. That's how he made his living. So the fact that he wanted to do this on his own, I feel like there was an air of attraction to it, where he wanted her to know how good he was as a painter, but he also maybe was a little bit attracted to her. Maybe he wasn't. Or I don't maybe know. it was just. I mean. I mean, we're looking at this. Or maybe they had an affair and we don't know about it. That's true. Well, we're looking at this as guys, but I mean, looking at taking that, taking the male element out of it and looking at it just purely as an artist, maybe he just seen something that he really, I mean, we've all felt that. There's just something, oh man, I've got to get a shot of this. I have got to paint this. True. I've got to write about this. It doesn't necessarily mean that you want them in a physical sense, but there's something about that. About that, I mean, maybe she turned her head like that, and he saw her neckline, and just thought, "Man, that just that just gonna look so good on canvas." Yeah, and she does have a beautiful neck. Right. I mean, really, let's, let's face it. But what happened was he, uh, because of all the controversy, he left Paris for London, uh, and he kept the he actually kept the painting in his studio because it was just like it was removed from the salon. They just you're not going to display that here. Uh, this prominent wealthy man, it's his wife, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Right. Leave. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think initially probably was a setback for him because Paris in the late 1800s was the cultural hub of painting for his style. You know, the next movements hadn't really come into play yet. You know, there was still a lot of classical realism. I mean, photography hadn't come out yet, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, I mean, it was around, but it wasn't the popular way of getting something done. Mm-hmm. Wealthy still had paintings done. And for him to do this, I just, you know... There's probably a lot more to this. There's a, there's a couple other paintings of her. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm glancing over it. Um, yeah, they are from two other artists. She did pose for other artists, but, you know. You have them, too? Yeah, they're they on here. Like? They're very good, too. I Dimensionally, I think they're better than Sargent. Uh, Gustave Courtier and uh, Antonio de la Gadera. 
1891 and 1898, respectively. The detail on the one on the right, I think, is technically very interesting. It is. But, I, I like the mood of it, too. It's a little warmer, a little darker. But I like Madame you know? X better. I think it. I think there's there's emotion in that that yeah, I don't see in those two, just shooting from the hips. Yeah, and it could be the limited palette. It could be the pose, or perhaps it's the scandal, knowing the story behind it. Well, I liked it before I knew you know. it, though. Okay, well, you know, to each their own. Uh, I there's there's just a, there's a lot going on in the painting. There really is. I'd like to actually see it. I've seen it, uh, obviously online and in books. Let's and, go look at it. Where's it at? Like, it? like I say, it's in New York City at the. Oh, well, that ain't far. Let's no, go. we should do that. I you love Sargent's work. I really do. It's it's fantastic. I preferred him better than Dick York. Yeah, Dick <laughs> York and Dick Sargent from The <laughs> Witch. Right. Who are we talking about? Yeah, uh, John Singer Sargent. Oh, just sorry. so you don't know. Uh, there's there's paintings here in Ohio from him. He's, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You can you can see him in different museums and things. So did he? Uh, I assume he's dead. Yes, <laughs> he's an American born artist, but he he was uh, known for being in Europe. Obviously. Oh, so you know. now was he uh, was his you know work appreciated before he died? Was he appreciated? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was a very successful, very wealthy uh, painter, and 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 did his thing. He made his living on commissions. So, I mean, I give him that. He, there is a quote of him saying, no more portraits, because he, he kind of had that uh, British accent, even though he was, I think his parents were British or something like that. There's recordings of him speaking? No, but there was a, a writing, somebody wrote it and, and wrote it out the way he said it, you know, phonetically. I got you. And uh, it's, it's interesting because he was, he was pissed off. He just hated it. He was done doing portraits in oil and just, you know, he was, he did some amazing paintings that, you know, uh, ballerinas. You know, he was very attracted to that whole movement of the physical form in space and the lighting. Mm-hmm. He was very well known for deliberate brushstrokes, right? So, like, if the light was coming in the the uh, the ballerina studio or the dance studio, whatever you want to call it, he was known for just taking a, a, a brush of white and making a mark that looked like a reflection of the light on the floor from 20 feet away when you're looking at the painting. And then when you get up close to it, you realize it's just a mark of white. That's all that is. But it was so well-placed, so well-thought-out. It's almost like somebody else would take 20 strokes to make something, he would do it in one. That was that was kind of his calling card. He was just very good at deliberately putting down paint. Right, well, I want to go look at this guy's work. And- yeah, I love his work. I absolutely love it. Road trip. He's one of my favorite artists, honestly. Let's do Christmas in New York, Times Square. Oh, Let's that do- would be fantastic, wouldn't it? So uh, I got to bring in some uh, self-deprecating humor here. Right. And I'm going to pick on my wife and I. Oh, goodness. We were watching a movie, uh, Texas Rangers, on Netflix. Who's uh, in it? 2001. Uh, oh, Vanderbeek's in it. Oh, I can't think of his first name. James. James. Yeah. He was the, kind of the, the main character. A lot of really good actors. Young, obviously, because of, of their time. Um, that guy played in Two and a Half Men. John Carr. No. Billy Sheen. I mean, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Jesus. The, the, replacement, I like how the, the replacement. The one that everybody was like, he's not Two and a Half Men. Oh, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher's in it. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I remember this movie, I think. Yeah, they. Uh, it was the start of the Texas Rangers and all that kind of stuff. So have you seen it, really? No, I don't think I watched the movie. I think I saw it and it kind of looked like it was uh, a little too uh, tween geared to yeah, me. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little rough. I was having trouble with some of the cinematics in the beginning. I was like, yeah, really? You know, come on, it's a big budget film and you're doing Zoom effects in 2001. Come on. This feels like 1965. Zoom. Well, now Zoom means remote calls. No, not that way. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So in the movie, there was this uh, wagon train of a couple wagons and, and horses and 
this this guy was dressed up like a like a ringmaster of a, of a zoo or a traveling zoo or a traveling circus. And his wife, uh, a beautiful Latino woman, was sitting beside him, right? And these bandits ran up on her. And the, the emotion's getting really hot. And my wife looks over at me. She goes, is that the Yingling brothers? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. the the what? <laughs> what did you just say? And she goes, the Yingling brothers. I was like, you mean the Ringling brothers? And she just kind of gave me this dumbfounded look like, oh, I just said something wrong. It's like, you know, <laughs> so, but it did have that kind of look because there was a, a, a wagon with uh, a, tiger a tiger in it. Yeah. And it was, it was you know. Well, you know, I mean, she is married to <laughs> a, a beer guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just, I found that funny. I wanted to share it in the show and I told her I was, I'm that's, using it. You know, that's so, very funny. Yeah. I know it really didn't have much to do with the show. No, way to bring us down. You should have done that at the beginning. I know. But it was just funny. It's it a good, it, overall, this, it was a good movie. I'm the the beginning was terrible. The beginning just really had me going. Have you watched the new James Bond? I did. I loved it. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. yeah, We did, didn't we? Yeah, Casino yeah. Royale and the other one. We yeah. Named, yeah. yeah, there was four of them with Daniel Craig. Well, yeah. the last episode, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. The last one, remember, I was just, uh, I'd been up for 20 straight hours. So yeah, I bit, yeah. I don't even really remember. Yeah, I got, I got quite a few comments about the last episode, actually. Good, positive ones? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, because it was a, it was a different take for us you know going down a philosophical way and like i say you were tired and it it probably really bored the fuck out of you really i think didn't it i don't remember i really don't don't remember the show really Mm -hmm. go back and listen to it it was a good one i will check it out (laughs) i really i honestly don't remember i was uh when i don't have sleep like that it's yeah it throws me for a loop what'd you think of this episode i guess well i actually enjoyed it it, you did you i felt like it, it flowed really good and yeah and uh Last minute decisions is what yeah. this is. Yeah. I thought it was uh, not wearing the ugly sweater to the corporate picnic. <laughs> yeah. If you got to do that, folks, you know, if, you, if you're in into the game and you're, you know, working on the 16th floor of some high rise building in a city with more than a million people and you drive to work every day and you wonder why every day and you're listening to this show and you're thinking to yourself, Mike's right. Why in the hell am I wearing an ugly sweater to the company holiday party? You know, just remember. It could get exciting. yippee ki motherfucker. Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, you might actually do something fun. It could be an adventure because you decided to go and put that ugly sweater on and, you know. Right, you've come around to what I'm saying. Find something to make it. Uh, yeah. That's, that's it my final push you? thought, really. Well, it didn't yeah. sound like it. If you listen to the last 60 minutes, yeah, it sounds but, like but you're being you, a dick. you say that we have better shows when we argue. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm do. trying to do. I'm trying to find the point that well, you, no, you don't exist with. You can't try to argue with me. It just oh. has to happen natural. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of a... Uh, and remember, what did I say? hero gonna... kind of thing happening here. I'm about ready to just put my hand out and go, the little wave. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let, me get oh, yeah. the, let me get the Nutella. Yeah. But remember... <laughs> Wind only blows one way at one one way at a time. Either it's pushing you or it's holding you back. Oh, that's another good tweetable one. Even though it's kind of goofy, it's cheesy. It's I like it. It's true. <laughs> it's nice. Remember, wind only goes one way. River only the water only flows one direction. Yeah, but you can't change the flow of water. Wind does. Wind changes. You can direction. change the flow of water. Well, not easily. But you can't stand in the water. You can't stand in the creek and experience the same water twice. That's true. That's yeah. good. I've heard that before. Wind only flows one direction at a time. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And either you're being pushed or you're pushing. Yeah. I say push. 
Well, that's if you're in the water. Don't be pushed. Don't let don't let the world push you around. What are you are you going to make anything today? <laughs> Probably not. I'm going to I'm going to edit this show because the last show we did, my editing got stopped because somebody mentioned that there was going to be um, a meeting of the minds. So I decided I would drive to town and say hello to our friends. Oh yeah, forgot that was that. fun. That was that was fun. I enjoyed that. Forgot really about that did. too. Yeah, man, I was tired. Yeah, I like Chris. He is. He's a good dude. He sh- we should have had him on the show while he's here. Yeah, we really should have. Well, next time he comes, maybe yeah. we'll do one. He never listens though. We'll make him. Become We're too a busy out making art. Yeah, I guess. If I had a long commute, I'd listen more often. Or if I was doing something that while I was playing it, well, what they need to do because the, the show comes out at three a.m. on Monday uh, on those Mondays, the second and fourth Monday, right? So what you need to do is figure out a way. Like on Tuesday, Tuesday's a great day to do it. Monday's a, it's a little late for after work, but Tuesday. See, with it coming out at 3 a.m. on Monday, it gives the the commuters, the guy who has to wear the ugly sweater, that guy, he can listen to it on his way to work, and oh. I can get into his head, and he can change his mind about the ugly sweater. That's good, yes. But on Tuesday, when we get off work, it's it's a little it's a little late yeah. for us to yeah. stay up for, right? Right. So you go to work Tuesday, and you get off Tuesday, and then when you get off, and you get home around, say, 1.30 a.m. Wednesday— you turn it on. It's it's your hump day. But I was drinking there. Drinking friend. I don't need to listen to it. I was there when it happened. But Why I do I? this. I listen to myself. Talk. I'm narcissistic right. in that way. I just sit and listen. I drink and I have fun. I'm like, oh, I need to be doing something else. My You're schedule says I got to do If I got time to do that, I'm doing <laughs> stuff where I need to hear my own audio. Well, that's another thing, too. If I was doing yeah, visual arts, it'd be different. Yeah. If you're a painter or you're something and you're getting your stuff ready. This is a lot easier show to listen to than if you're a musician. Which is why I don't edit a podcast and I don't do YouTube work on that Wednesday morning because I'm drinking, listening to my own show, just making sure I didn't fuck something up. Well, it's fucked up, but it's all right. Yeah, I, like I drink it. when I edit. I drink when I do Oh, the you show. can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Paul's picking on me now. I got to go. It's like I'm wearing an ugly sweater to school. Share this episode. 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 All right, share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. Nobody ever does that anymore. That's good. We had a couple. We of removed the reviews, didn't we? No. Like, like no, nobody cares. I'd love to see a review. I would. You have to really piss somebody off. It's like they say, people. I dislike this so much. I'm going to leave a review. Right. People, <laughs> people rarely will will call a manager about good service. But if they're really pissed off about it, they'll call yeah, me. Yeah, why do it's, we do that? Why do you ever? Why not call the chef to your table and say, "This is the best meal I've ever had." Why not I do that? Just I think, challenge everybody listening right now. It's not, I don't next know, time it, you're in a restaurant yeah. and it's good food, bring somebody to the table and tell them how good it really was. And I'm curious. So if this, uh, them if anyone's actually you know made it to the end of this. <laughs> and you listen, is that an American thing or is that a p- p- people thing around the, the world? If we got making a, it to the end of the show, no, <laughs> no, because to me that seems like an American thing. Like if we really, really are mad about something, we'll call the manager there. But we very, very rarely will call and say, "Hey, yeah, this was a great meal. Thank you for the service or whatever." Well, this harkens back to the stoic episode. I'm glad you brought that in. Stop complaining about shit. If the meal was bad, it is what it is. You can't go back and make the meal better. You already ate it, no, or you didn't eat it, or you moved on, or whatever. The meal was prepared, so you're going to complain. Are you okay. doing it to give the chef feedback, or are you doing it to make yourself feel be- better? Make yourself feel better, obviously. It's just like wearing that ugly sweater. There's so many nuggets of information in an ugly sweater. There just is. Why? Why do we put a facade on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting deep. 
fair, dude. Yeah. Stop complaining. Start praising. Somebody makes you a good meal, tell them about it. Tell your waiter she did a good job or he did a good job. somebody up as it does tear them down. Yeah, well. Sometimes you got to tear people up. We're running over. All right. All right. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. And I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey. I know we're a little off the wall. I know we do some things a little bit different. And we're not the typical art podcast, which I don't really care because that's the idea. I'm not your typical artist. Paul's not your typical artist. And you're, as a regular, not the typical listener. I appreciate you. See you, Paul.